Welcome to the Child Free Wealth Podcast, hosted by Bree and Dr. J, Certified Financial Planner. Here we discuss life and finances as it relates to being child free. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your advisor before implementing any ideas heard on this podcast. All right. Child Free Wealth listeners, we are going to talk about a weird topic, but it actually came to me from a client. And I've been using it a lot lately. People are like, that makes sense. And it is real simple. It's called forced adulting. One of my clients described what we do as forced adulting. And I was like, I think I like that term. I don't really know what it means, but I'm gonna, we're going to try to explain it. Just hit me right. What do you think, Bree? I think that is very true after seeing multiple clients because it's a lot of things that need to be done and you need to get them done. And it's easier to have somebody you're paying to hold you accountable to actually get those things done. Yeah. And just to take it behind the scenes, we meet with our clients on a monthly basis and we're working on one to two things they want to talk about, one to two things we want to talk about, and we hold them accountable the following meeting. So every month we get homework, there's things they're studying, working on, and they're kind of forced to come back to the principal's office. Somebody explain it to me, yes. I mean, I'm not going to yell to you if you don't do your stuff, but it's like this self-imposed, like, I don't want to go back to that meeting and not have my homework done. And it's all done tongue in cheek. You know, we're having fun with it. But I think there is something to that accountability of like, yep, we said this is what we got to do. We got to come back. And in full transparency, I've got Bree and her wife as my clients, and I do that to Bree. Have you felt it on your side? Yeah, but usually I'll get it done and then, or I'll, I'll do different things. Like right now, I, I'm changing some things up and you're like, yeah, I figured you were going to do that. It just took you a while because it's not necessarily things that we would recommend. It's just the fact that I want to play with some things and having that accountability, like, okay, I got to get my other stuff done. So that way I can do these things that are more fun. Well, yeah. I mean, what Bree's hiding is literally I've heard her say, we've got our meeting tomorrow. I got to get these things done because I know you're going to ask about it. Right? Air my dirty laundry there. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, so common. Like, literally, I'll see emails from clients. I'll be like, hey, upload these forms. We got to do this. 7.30 in the morning, I'll see you for a 9 o'clock meeting. Like, <laughs> we just, it has nothing to do with age. I'm not judging. It's just human nature. I'm over here trying to review it before the meeting, and you give me, like, three minutes to do it. But all right. So let's start off for adults. We're going to talk about a couple different things, and, and we're just going to kind of riff on things we should be doing as adults. And by the way, it has nothing to do with age. I've got some people in their 60s learning forced adulting. I've got people in their 20s. It's the things that we're not taught to do. So, for example, right now, we're recording this uh, in November. It's going to air later. But right now, we're in the middle of open enrollment season. This is like looking through all of your benefits. Like, what should your health care plan be? Do you have disability insurance? Do you, should we have life insurance? What does it cover? You know, how do we set up the 401k? That's when I was at, like, takes time to do. Yeah, well, I was just reviewing the client's stuff and they got like literally 42 different options for medical. That's hard. But they're like, I just picked the first one and that's it. I'm like, that's not adulting. That is just randomly selecting things. Yeah, what have you seen, Bree? Yeah, it's it can be hard to go through things. And like, even if you know stuff, like I knew what I was doing and I, I was still like, hey, can you look at this quick to just double check, make sure I didn't miss anything? Because sometimes we're too close to our own things that we can easily miss things. 
And so I had my plan. Unlike clients, I have to do a little bit more work and research. And if I ask for like, hey, recommendations, it is not, yeah, here you go. It's what do you figure out? Like, what do you think? That is kind of how my meetings go. Bria's held to a higher standard. Here's your forced adulting point for you. If you're listening to this, each year you get open enrollment. If you, whether you're in a sole proprietor, you, you run your own business, or you work for somebody else, once a year you get to change your healthcare benefits. Once a year you get to change all the company benefits. Here's how we do it. First thing is we look through the entire document to see what changed. And sometimes companies are kind of slick. They're like, oh, by the way, you know, I'm making this change. And you're like, wait a minute, that's 100 bucks extra out of my paycheck or something like that. So you want to see that, especially with healthcare. Healthcare costs go up every year. Plans have changed. We can do a whole separate episode on how to pick the right healthcare plan, but you have to look at it each year to see what fits. You also want to look at disability insurance. Big thing for child-free folks. Got to be in there. You want to go through the benefits document. One of the things I often find people overlook is there's usually something called a perks program or something like that, where you get discounts from places. Like I somebody the other day, you get a discount on Verizon. My wife had that through her workplace. I think it was a 15% discount for just like putting your email address in. Awesome. You want to go through it every single year. People are like, well, nothing's changed. No, things change every year. When you're looking through it, look for free stuff. There's a lot of free stuff. Like there's somebody frequently now, hey, you get 10 free therapy sessions. Awesome. Or I get tuition assistance. Well, if they're offering you two grand a year for tuition assistance, if you don't take that, you're giving the company free money. Yeah, you want to fight those things. I will say when I've been looking at benefits, some of them are really good for child-free folks and some not so much. So be aware of that. You also want to look for things like employee stock purchase plans, bonuses, other things. You need to have a plan for that. So this once a year is a check-in. The other thing I tie in to your annual check-ins is your beneficiaries. You want to go through and see who is your beneficiaries on your retirement accounts, your life insurance, all that. You go, well, I changed it last year. I'm like, yes, you still change it, check it every year because sometimes like you changed it on like the 401k site, but the HR site wasn't changed and the HR site updates the 401k site and next thing you know, it's going to the wrong beneficiary. And by the way, if you've gotten married, divorced, change your relationship, you got to change your beneficiaries. Yeah. Last thing you want is your ex getting it. Like, yeah. Bree's like, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's so common. It's one of those things you got to watch out for. Anything else in open enrollment that you watch out for, Bree? Sometimes companies will give you disability insurance, long-term disability insurance. Don't think it's good enough. Go through and check to see if you need to get more, like a supplemental plan. Because I've seen ones where looking at what they would cover versus what the income is, it is not even close to a drop in the bucket. So double check that and make sure it is adequate for you. And don't just assume what they give you is going to be good. Great. So forced adulting number one was open enrollment. Forced adulting number two, by the way, no real numbers. I'm just putting in no numbers so that I have them in my brain. I'm going to let Bree handle this one because it's one of her favorites. Forced adulting number two is budgeting or having some type of structure for your money. It's not what I thought you were going to say, but okay. Yes. <laughs> having structure for your money I always like to say every company has a budget. You should too, because if your company didn't have a budget, they won't be able to pay you. So how do you think you're going to be able to operate your household if you're not following a budget or have like idea of where your money is going? I don't care what platform you make your budget on, but make sure it works for you. We often do the money management system with clients. We list out your must, shoulds, coulds, and won'ts, and that prioritizes them. And then you can either track them using a spreadsheet. I do that, but I also 
well, I recently switched to using Monarch. So it's an app you can use as well that automatically updates things for you and go in there paying attention to that. Budgeting is proactive. Tracking is reactive. So a lot of people say, oh, I'm creating a budget. But really what they're doing is just tracking their expenses. Budgeting is creating a plan before the time frame starts for where your money is going to go. And then you track to make sure you're staying within that budget. And by the way, we are not talking about cutting back everything you enjoy. Nobody said cut back. We just have to have a plan for it, okay? I keep all the streaming services. That's part of my budget. Is it the right financial decision? No. All right, you're allowed to you know, make mistakes or spend on whatever you want or whatever, as long as it's within a certain amount. I have a lot of people like, well, I don't want to talk about my expenses. I'm like, well, if you don't talk about your expenses, I can't figure out any of your other numbers because I have no clue what you have left at the end of the year. And I don't really care, like, did you spend $3 at this place and $7? Who cares? I want to know the big categories and what you're spending money on. And one of my fun ones, fun being in quotes here, is to figure out what your stuff budget was. This is how much you spend on just stuff over the past year that did not bring you happiness. And usually it's about a third of your take home right now for most people. It's the mindless spending. It's the Amazons of the world. It's the DoorDash. It's the other things that at the end of the year didn't bring you any joy, but you're just mindlessly spending money on. What I find is most people have something they can cut out of there. I mean, I'm not talking if you're paycheck to paycheck, you're probably not have extra money on the stuff, but you have to have a feel for it. Because we're like, well, but I don't want to cut back my travel. I'm like, no. But what we can do is put more money towards travel and less towards stuff. You're like, oh, that makes sense. And that's a frequent one, too. Like, you will go and double travel budgets and be like, hey, you say this is important more than this, so let's double your travel budget and stop spending on random things that you don't care about. And by the way, the forced adulting part of that is, if I have them focused on a bigger goal, they'll spend less money on the other stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's like, do I want this item from Amazon or do I want to go to Paris? It makes it easier. Dining out, big one. You, you can dine out, but you need to have a budget for it. Bree and I have an ongoing battle because I think an expensive dinner is 70 bucks and she thinks it's about double that. We, our wives have different tastes and that's okay. Um, that's part of that adulting is having a budget and a plan for it, right? Yes, that is true. It's a over-the-weekend conversation. Yep. So what we're doing with the force adulting and budgeting, we're really saying just have a plan for your money. Don't care what it is. The thing I try to do with clients to kind of force the adulting a bit is bring in the edges on them. So what we'll do is we'll have money automatically go to their savings or automatically go to their 401k, or automatically go to another account, or go to sinking funds or other things, they have less spending money in their account. If you have less spending money in your account, you tend not to like do mindless spending. Yeah, And, and that's the hard part. It's just to have a priority around it. You know, you, when I work with clients on their, their budget, it's kind of like they don't really want to tell me the truth of what's going on. And I'm like, I don't care. Tell me whatever it is. I'm not going to judge. We're just going to put it all in the sheet. Are you really hiding it from me or are you hiding it from yourself? Mm-hmm. I think the other part with budgeting, this forced adulting, if you're in a couple, you need to talk about your finances together. Just saying. And I'm going to leave that one there. We'll, we will do a separate one on couples because that could be its own event. Number three on forced budgeting. I'm going to call it maintenance. 
Now, by the way, maintenance could be on your house, your car, your body, everything else. It's the preventative maintenance that we're not doing. So, for example, if you own a house, if you don't clean out the gutters, you're going to end up with a problem. You don't maintain things, paint things, take care of things. And people don't think about this until there's an issue. For example, you own a house, your heating system has vents that have a filter. If you don't change out that filter, the heating system works harder, which then blows the heating system, which then you pay a whole lot of money because you didn't replace the $20 filter. These type of maintenance, we call them, you know, put them in sinking funds for the house, for the car, become important. And I'm lumping in there the maintenance of your health. You know, did you go to your primary care doc? Did you get your mammogram? Did you get your scans? Did you get all the preventive maintenance on you? Because what happens is when you're, when you're coming out of rent and ramen, so you've been just barely making ends meet, and you go into the, well, you actually have some money, you need to do all the things that you've put off. They call it deferred maintenance on your car, on your house, other things. People go, well, but when I'm broke, I can't afford maintenance. Well, the truth is, if you don't afford the maintenance, you're going to afford the breakdown. I mean, there's no choice. It's part of the reason why emergency funds get hit so hard when you're coming out of paycheck to paycheck. What do you think, Bray? That is true. Just a good point with the car maintenance. If you are paycheck to paycheck and really struggling, there are often services that will take and do car maintenance for you for free in areas. So you can just Google like free car maintenance and there are auto repair shops that sometimes will do that. They're completely dedicated to that. But it is. That's because they're trying to sell you something else. No. No, there's like actual nonprofits that I've worked with who nonprofits, really? Yeah, there's one up in North Dakota. It's called Fix It Forward, and they completely repair cars for free. They will get cars people who need cars and just donate them. It is awesome. Yeah, it's really good. But those are often the things that people don't want to set money aside towards. I know we have a vehicle appointment here next week, and it's like, my goodness, that bill's really gonna suck. But you know, we need to do it. Otherwise, we're going to have issues later on. And that is important to do. But also when, you know, you go to put those in somebody's budget for the first time, they're often like, well, do we really need to do that? Okay, well, have you done any of these things? No. Well, you're going to have a larger bill later on. And some just general rules, about 1% of your home value a year in maintenance. Now, the problem with that with houses is lumpy. So like if you have to replace the roof, it's 20 grand. But we go in and go the next year and pay nothing. That's the problem. I actually, I'm kind of weird. I love doing maintenance things because I know it's saving me money and it's also building kind of capacity. I, one of my colleagues started saying a fully funded emergency fund now changes it to just a, an annoyance fund. Yeah, you know, like you can handle it. Well, the problem is when you don't do the maintenance, you have emergencies. So you have to find that balance between the two. Um, and I've had people go, well, I bought a brand new house. I'm like, yeah, that means nothing. <laughs> like seriously, things break and... Contractors are cheap, but it just happens. Same with new cars. Yeah, you may have a little less maintenance up front, but you need tires, your brakes, oil change, whatever it is. You know, you got your Tesla. Yeah, you don't need the oil change, but you still need tires. You know, there's different things if you can stay ahead of it. Now, I had somebody ask me, you know, it's like a 1% for a house. What's the national standard for cars? There's a number kind of like 750 to 1,000 bucks a year, but there's a huge difference there between, hey, I've got a brand new car and I've got a piece of junk and where you live and the best bet is to look at what you paid last year and plan on that. Or get quotes too. Yeah. And what we do is we spread it across the year. So if I think I'm going to spend 1200 bucks a year on my car meeting, so we put 100 bucks a month aside in a sinking fund. Sinking funds, emergency funds, those are all part of basic adulting that you need to get used to and manage your accounts and different things. And, and while I'm there, you need to know where all your money is. That's a 
basic thing of where my house, where's it going, how much am I making, you need to have some control over it. All right. What Brie thought I meant the first time when I said one of her favorite topics, this is actually her favorite topic, is estate planning. Who's going to take care of it when you're dying, you power of attorney, and in case I die, I file. So tell me about the adulting there, Brie. Yeah, having your estate planning done is going to include your will, which says where you want things to go after your death. And then power of attorney, there's financial and medical. Those are in place that in the event that you cannot take care of those yourself or make decisions, then whoever you select as your power of attorney can make those decisions for you. And then and in case I die file says everything where things are listed out. I actually, I'll put it in the show notes, but there's somebody we met from FinCon. Dying Kindness is the business. And I just downloaded her death binder last night and used it for myself. And I was like, well, there's things in there that I wouldn't have thought of to put in mind saying like, who needs to be notified of your death? Like who would the contacts are for your work? Because let's say something, especially if you're a soloist and you pass away and somebody's taking care of things, well, how's work going to know you passed away? So Because Rita's come to the meeting. <laughs> that is actually a valid concern that we've had conversations about. If I don't show up at a meeting, you better call a check for me. Yeah. And by the way, when Bree and I first started working together, she literally introduced me to her, her wife, gave her wife you know, my contact info in case anything happened. Makes good sense. It's We call contingency planning in, in financial world. You need to have a plan for this. And by the way, when do you need to have a will and power attorney? Today. I don't care what age you are, where you are, today. It's one of those adulting things to do. While you're there, double check your beneficiaries on everything. You want to have a plan for that. Also, if you have pets, you need a plan for them. People don't think about it, but if you're disabled or you're dying, who's taking the pets? We happen to have a jerk of a cat and a giant dog, meaning they're both a little hard to place. So not only do we have to have a plan for them, but we have to plan to bribe somebody to take them by giving them money. When you're trying to rehome a 155-pound English Mastiff, it's just a little harder to find a home. So that's all part of that estate planning. Number five on forced adulting. What's your plan for mom and dad? I'm calling this one out because we've had a lot of clients lately having some really good conversations with their parents about like, hey, how are you doing financially? Do you have a will? Do you have a power of attorney? But also like, is there an estate coming? Is there money coming? Is it not? There's kind of like two schools of this. Like the parents that the child-free folks are going to have to take care of. And then there's the parents that are going to send money down in the future. And I find that people avoid both of those conversations. They don't want to talk about, like, mom's going to need help. And they also don't want to talk about, well, mom's going to give me money. And they're like, I'm just going to ignore it. If it happens, it happens. Like, if it happens, it happens is not adulting. I think I made a comment about, oh, well, if it if it comes, that's great. And you said, don't live in La La Land. Like, you got to have a plan. And by the way, if you think you could have to care for your parents, which, by the way, you probably are, you need to set boundaries now. For example, nobody lives with me and my wife. Why? Because I can't do it. I'll still support them in different ways. That's a boundary. You need to have those before they get sick, before they have it. And if your parents are going to be giving you money, you need to understand how. You need to understand the tax implications. You know, there's different rules. There's changes to the estate planning tax that's going to happen in 2025. And you can't just be like, la, 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 I don't see it. Which, pretty tried. Yeah, that didn't work out so well for me. All right. Number six on the forced adulting is planning for your future. Sounds simple, but that's the difference between an uh, adult. Kid does what they enjoy, what feels good. 
and adult sets a plan and follows it. This could be saving for retirement, could be saving for a house, could be saving for whatever, could be investing. I, I had a discussion with somebody today. I was doing a Q&A and they're like, yeah, I don't understand stocks. And I'm like, cool, so learn. And that was not the answer they were expecting. I'm like, you got the rest of your life to understand your money. You have to have a plan for the future. People go, well, but you know, I'm young. I can. Well, if you start young, saving for the future, it's huge. And by the way, part of planning for your future is not having debt. I didn't put this on this list because that we can do a whole separate conversation on debt and getting out of debt is being part of the adulting. You can follow that in our eight no baby steps program. But you have to have a plan for the future. That plan is also the question of like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And that's the question I ask all of my clients. And then they stare at me and just like go, oh, have you seen it, Bray? Oh, yeah. I've seen it multiple times. And anybody who's like my age to people who are in our 70s, he'll ask. And the responses are, they're very interesting. A lot of people go, I never thought about that. Or maybe this, but I don't really know. Yep. You don't want the 18-year-old version of you making decisions for the 70-year-old version of you. Mm -hmm. So whatever you age are now, it's like, okay, cool. Acknowledge where you've been and then figure out your future. It's also about what goals matter to you. We all get to set our own goals. Like if you example, plan future for me. So I'm looking at it and say, all right, I'm going to do this job for 10 or 15 years. And then I want to get in a boat and travel the world. Well, the, what that means is I have to have the company ready to be run by somebody else in 10 to 15 years. By the way, Brie, hint, hint. Like gotta have, we got to have people in place to do these things. And I don't really know what the world's going to look like 15 years from now, but I need to have somewhere around it. The other thing I've been doing now for me personally, and I like to do for others, is for the future, not only having like a fire number, like a number, hey, I got enough money to quit my job, but also having a maximum number. Like, hey, if I hit this much, I have to quit my job. And people think that's crazy, but it's like, no, at some point, if you're child-free, you're putting money towards your estate you don't care about, and you need to say, like, when are you going to stop? Now, each person's number's different, but that's all a plan for the future. So, Bree, what did I miss on the forced adulting list? Having your insurance done properly and making sure everything that includes like homeowner's insurance, car insurance, don't let yourself have inadequate coverage there. Uh, having an umbrella policy if you have substantial assets or anything you need to protect, making sure those are all in place so that way in the event of an unfortunate situation, whatever that may be, you are protected. Yeah, I call it, you don't need kid insurance anymore. Yeah, so when you were 16, or well, I was 16 when I could drive. Some people was 18, whatever, depending on your top, your state. You get the insurance as like the base minimum coverage just so it's legal because everything else is super expensive. Well, when you get to your 30s and 40s, you actually need some real coverage. You need some you know, $300,000 type coverage, not $25,000 coverage. And I have some of you all like, FYI, you should do this. The other one that reminds me of, if your parents are still paying your bills, maybe it's time for you to pay some of those. I'm not saying you have to, but I'm just saying for some people, maybe it's time. If it's something that they're just going to want to pay forever, fine. But like, I'm amazed like people in their 40s and still on their parents' cell phone plans. You can cover your own cell phone, really. On my parents' plan, then I just pay them every month because it's cheaper that way. Get on your own plan, Bree. Go to Mint Mobile and get it for 30 bucks. Absolutely not. But it would double my cost. I'm not doing that. This is the forced adulting routine. I'm going to add it to her list eventually. We got to get her own plant. Now, I'm joking about it. I'm going to give in on that one. But 
my whole point is there's all these things that are built into our life that we don't even think about that we need to handle. The last one I'm going to bring up just because it's the only thing you're guaranteed in life. Guaranteed two things, death and taxes. How about taxes? We talk about estate planning, but taxes. You have to do your own taxes and you have to do them every year. And by the way, saying, hey, I make cash so I don't have to put it out on my tax return. That's wrong. You need to do that. And by the way, your CPA, as you sign a form or your tax filer or you know, HR block, whatever you use, the form says you gave them all the information. That doesn't mean, you know, like they're taking all the responsibility. You're responsible to know who do you have to pay, what, W-2, 1099, investing, random things. You've got to understand taxes. Yes, I don't actually file my own taxes. I pay somebody to do it, but I still understand taxes. You need to have a plan for your taxes. That means traditional 401k, rollovers, retire, uh, Roth, all that stuff. You need to, to figure out your taxes. You cannot get away from this. And if you're in a couple that we got to do, you know, we got to do married taxes. We got to do all that. You've got to have a plan for your taxes. You got to file them every year. No choice. Anything else you would add, Bree? I think that about covers them all. I can think of kind of our main things. Yeah, the other one that's not there is the, I call the hodgepodge, the leftover, which is just sometimes people just need a uh, kick in the butt. Yeah, I joke that I go back and forth between Pat and you have a bad kick in the butt. If you're doing the Lucy thing, you know, every time with the football, you keep doing the same thing over and over, or the same thing's happening, I'm going to kick in the butt and say, change something. If you are joking or lying to yourself, like, oh, this will change, you know, magically. You got magical thinking. Forest Adulting says, get over it. If you're avoiding something, Forest Adulting says, face it. If, you, if you're living in your own special world, which sometimes I do too, um, I freely admit that, you gotta be in the real world. Another exaggeration of this is I've got people that are so far into the, um, what's called the news cycles, that they're like, the whole world's going to come to an end. That's possible. But the adult thing is, I also have a plan in case it doesn't. You know, like we have to find that balance. And having somebody to call you out on it is important. You know, it could be a friend, could be somebody you pay, whatever it is. But you have that list of forced adulting. The other one of this one, it's kind of a little, little test. If you're thinking about this, just the constant forced adulting, you go, yeah, I need that. Well, then it's time to do it. You already know the list. I don't have to give you more list. You know the things you've been avoiding or not doing or not handling or whatever it is, it's time. By the way, it means some tough choices like what do I want to be when I grow up and actually growing up. That doesn't mean you don't have any fun. It just means you got to face it and have a plan and have a structure and look at your entire life. You're not going to do it overnight. You've been a kid most of your life so the adult thing takes time. <laughs> and it's okay if you don't get it right. We just got to make improvements. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a rating or review. We'd love to keep the conversation going. Follow Child Free Wealth on social media or email us at podcast at childfreewealth.com. If you're interested in working together, learn more by visiting our website, www.childfreewealth.com. We'll see you next time.